Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. If you have a an animal, a dog or a cat or any animal, even a horse, you yeah. know that they are, they connect with us. We connect with them. There's just a special bond. There's a special love that goes between a human and an animal. Well, it also happens magically when it comes to helping somebody who has a trauma. The Human Animal Connection is a nonprofit organization that brings people and therapy animals together to help them both, actually. It's free for veterans, people in active duty, first responders, healthcare providers, and on. And they help people and animals all the time, thousands, in fact. And today we've got with us the woman that's behind this entire program. She is Jeannie Joseph. Welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. Good to be here. I love having you on here. And I've I've seen this happen, especially I have a friend, a very, very close friend, who does work with horses um, and, and volunteers her time to help uh, people who have had challenges. And I've seen the magic when they get on a horse. It's just, as long as they get over the block of, you know, this big animal that I'm, you know, presented with, it's a, it's a, it's a game changer. It's a life changer. Tell us about your program, the, the animal, the human animal connection. Yeah, it really is amazing because it's a kind of healing that goes beyond words. And sometimes we need words to heal. Sometimes we need talk, but sometimes we just need love, pure love. And this is what therapy animals can bring to us, whether they're horses, dogs, cats, donkeys. We work with a donkey who's just (laughs) amazing in his ability to connect with people and just open their hearts in ways that they don't expect at all. And they're completely surprised by how the, the animal just touches them. And you know what's really beautiful about therapy dogs is, is they see our essence. They're not looking at how much money we make or the color of our skin or what's going on in our lives. They just see us for who we are. And that's so rare in life to really be seen. Mm. I like the way you said that. It's so true. that they don't... I'm sorry. I don't know why that started up again. Um, it's so impactful and I, I believe that animals pick up on our energy because they are so grounded. They, and, and unlike a human, they don't have to worry about the car payment, the mortgage payment, what uh, people are looking at them, uh, judging them. They just, they're focusing on one thing, eating, having fun, being happy, and whoever their person is and pick up on that energy. And so many people, right, will say, Jeannie, oh yeah, my dog can understand what I'm saying. Maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or maybe it's just they're picking up on your energy. It really is. I mean, dogs we know can learn hundreds of words if if you take the time to train them, but it really is beyond the words. It really is about the energy. And the same way that, you know, when when you meet a dog, they decide instantly, oh, this is someone I can trust, or this is someone who loves dogs. And this is someone I want to know. Oh my God, I want to meet this this person, you know, or like, you know what? I don't want to meet this person. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like they have that instant radar, you know, that we humans, we wish we had that, right? We, to oh. be so accurate. You know, we we have it, but we don't trust it and we don't use it. And one of the things in our program we help people do is go into their animal nature, what we call their animality. And that is part of it, is the ability to sense instantly, oh, this person is safe and good, or this person is fun and happy, or this person is really 
bad energy. Maybe maybe I should get a little distant from that person. (laughs) And it's almost embarrassing when you have somebody come to your place and let's say your dog or cat, who's normally just so happy and everything's great, avoid somebody. Just they, oh, they, yeah. they go to pet them. It's like, oh, how are you? And bam, they take off. And you're like, oh, I'm really sorry. There's a new person in the house, a little skitterish. But I believe they're picking up on the energy. Or they need to, they need a little bit more time to kind of feel that 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 person out. Tell us about the work that you do within the organization. So one of our programs is called Canines Teach Compassion. And this is where we bring therapy dogs into high schools. And as you know, high school kids are under enormous stress right now. I mean, it's always been a tough time. I don't know how your teens were, but oh. mine was pretty rough. <laughs> oh, I got I got two of them, trust me. Okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, so you know, it's, you know. It's a very challenging time for for teens and parents alike. Exactly. Yeah, both sides are struggling. And and one of the things is, is the parents don't understand what motivates their children to do well, and they use strategies that are 100% wrong. And it's the same thing in our program. When we bring the therapy dogs in, we teach the kids how to learn how dogs learn. And each dog learns a little differently. So they're learning to do basic therapy training. It's not just cuddling and loving, although we do plenty of that, but they're also learning how to train the dogs. Very simple things. But what it helps them do is understand, well, one dog will put a tunnel out and the, the kids are on the other side tunnel. Dog has to run through. And some dogs are like, hey, treats, kids, I want to do this. Run through the tunnel. The next dog takes one look and goes around the tunnel instead of through the tunnel. And everybody laughs. But that's often a dog that has superior intelligence because they're looking at the most efficient strategy. Now, in some ways, you could say, oh, bad dog. He didn't do what we asked him to do. He didn't run through the tunnel to get the treat. He ran around the tunnel instead. And he thought that was the fastest way to get the treat, which it was. It's faster to run around the tunnel. And so to help the kids understand that they are motivated differently so that parents can, you know, that there can be a good dialogue between parents and the teens to say, okay, what works and what doesn't work? So there's no point. We had one parent who was trying to get their kid to do better in school and they started taking things away, took away the phone, took away the TV, took away the computer, started taking the door off. I mean, it was like ridiculous. And all they were doing was adding negative reinforcement and creating resistance between the two. And we really look at positive training methods, meaning we reward good behavior that we want to see more of, not punishing behavior, because punishing rarely works. And, you know, I'm not saying it never works, but it rarely works. And so when kids see that each dog learns a little differently, they begin to understand their own learning strategy. And, you know, the person sitting next to them maybe, you know, is a whiz at math and they're not. Well, it's because they learn differently. And so that really helps the kids to do that. And one of our principles in this program is that you can't have compassion for other people until you have it for yourself. Mm, Ring the bell. Ring the uh, yeah. the genie bell there. Uh, and it's it's a cliche, but it is true. You can't love others unless you do love yourself. Yeah. And, you know, we don't realize um, how how we are our own worst critics and the thoughts between our two ears are just completely negative and negative reinforcement. All the time. Oh, you did that bad again. You're going to do bad on this test. You know, all these things that runs through. And we show them how to teach the dogs how to focus on what's positive. And that's one of the first things that we teach the kids to teach the dog is how to focus on cue. And what that does is it shows kids that they can learn to run their own brain. They can make better choices 
choices. They can choose what they want to focus on. Are they going to focus on social media all night or are they going to study for that test? <laughs> mm. And and so, you know, we use the dogs to help them learn social skills and to uh, learn to be compassionate and loving and caring towards each other. And it, it's so easy to love a dog so that we just help them to get in, see, you know, look how good that feels to just be so nice to that dog and that dog loving you back. And wouldn't you like to do that with your friends and family? How about the programs that you have for those in our military and those that uh, even first responders? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've worked with over 4,000 service members and we've won national awards for this work because it was enormously effective in helping people with PTSD. And one of the programs that we have is we, we will teach like active duty or veterans. If they have a dog, we'll teach them how to be, how the dog can become a companion animal and recognize when they're moving up the stress scale. So the dog will recognize it very early. Like when we use a 10 scale, 10 is like the worst day of your life. And one is completely peaceful. Nothing bothers you. People could say terrible things and you just go, oh, well, I guess they're having a bad day. Mm -hmm. We're very resilient. So we have some days where our safety tank is full, our resilience tank is full, and we're really, you know, not invulnerable, but we're really strong in the face of whatever's coming at us. And on other days, somebody just looks at us crosswise and we're like, oh, no, you know, my life is over. <laughs> and so we teach the dogs how to recognize stress level in their person. Wow. So the the dog can alert the person when the person's at a two or a three, because when you're at a two or three, you can use all these other methods that we teach you. But when you're past six, that's when you're going to go down the rabbit hole. And so the dog can help you let you know, like I, my dog, Sophia, she's a little little thing. Uh, she was a feral dog. She used to scare grown men. I mean, that's how scary she was at 25 pounds, <laughs> little white thing, you know, scared grown men. But now she's, I've we've done our healing methods and she's a perfect therapy dog and service dog. And she'll let me know when I'm just moving too quickly or getting a little too stressy when it's still at a low left low enough level that I can adjust my behavior. And that's the secret is to catch it early. Do you believe that a lot of us have what an animal has in terms of that um, you know, intuition, if you will? Mm-hmm. We definitely do. And that's part of our animality. And that's why we want to connect to our positive animal nature, because it helps us, like you said, that dog just, you know, oh, I love this person. Oh, I don't want to meet this person. You know, that that basic sense of I want to move towards this person or away from this person. And that's what animals do. And we really teach the kids to recognize this is towards behavior, or maybe they're getting a little stressed. They've had too much love and even too much love can stress them out. And now they start to move away from that touch. They move away from that hand. And in a normal, healthy dog or animal or person, we move towards what's good and away from what's bad. But if you have a traumatized animal or a traumatized person, that natural sense gets interfered with. And that's why we see people who have had trauma continually getting re-traumatized. They go back to the source of what's not good for them instead of being drawn to what is good for them. So the first thing we have to do is help people recognize that natural tendency or sense or intuition, gut sense, whatever you want to call it, to move towards what's good and away from what's not good and what's not safe. And this is where the donkey really helps people because, well, donkeys, first of all, they're amazing, but they've gotten a really bad rap throughout history, you know, um, because they people thought they were stubborn or, you know, and it, you cannot make a donkey do something they don't want to do. I mean, unless you're willing to use fear and coercion, but uh, in a healthy relationship, donkeys will only do what feels safe to them. 
Hmm. And so this is very healthy, you know, helpful to be near a donkey because the donkey, will, what, what we do in our, we have a workshop called Donkey Time, right? And we teach people how to come into this very gentle, peaceful energy. And we're all sitting in a circle with a lot of space between us. And the donkey is free to move and explore and decide who he wants to be with. And it's 100% accurate. The donkey will choose the person who's the most peaceful in that moment. And then the minute they start thinking or worrying about the future or getting anxious, the donkey says, okay, I'm out of here. And they go to the next person. <laughs> and so this is just a wonderful way to recognize that our emotions affect the beings around us, the animals, because they give us instant feedback when we're off base. How did this begin, this journey with the human-animal connection for you, Jeannie? Obviously, it's I'm going to guess you love animals. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was in the movie business through my whole life and I didn't have time for animals. I lived in New York City. I didn't have them. You know, so this was really a late in life um, awakening to this love and this purpose. And I started, I was living in Hawaii. I was working, teaching um, with the military and I adopted this rescue dog and he was, you know, on the, you know, what list, right? He had been in shelter for a long time. He was a pit bull mix. He had scars all over his body. He had escaped from a terrible situation. I won't tell you the details, but I'll just say it was terrible. And uh, I rescued him and to help a veteran who needed a dog and we trained him. He became he was so loving and he could sit, I could take him into a room full of soldiers sitting in a circle. And these were soldiers hospitalized with PTSD. So very severe situations. And Oscar would be nice to everyone, but he would notice who was in the most trouble in that moment. And he would sit in front of that person and look at them with these loving eyes that would just melt you. And you know, these people would, they'd see, you know, he was nice to everyone, but he chose me. And so what was that about? You know, why did he choose you? And in this case, it would take like a two seconds and the person would be down on the ground cuddling with this dog who had scars all over his body, missing teeth, saddest look in the world, but the sweetest, most you know, loving energy. And this was so amazing. And when I saw, I was doing a program that was very effective. It was called Act Resilient. And we used improv comedy to help the soldiers through laughter and all kinds of fun theater games. And, but when I brought Oscar in, that was this dog that I rescued and saw what he could do in 10 minutes, I said, why am I working so hard? You know, <laughs> when Oscar can tell instantly who's suicidal. And if th that time, this was a while back in the military, if you asked a soldier if they were suicidal, they'd say no, no matter what, because they weren't going to risk their career. But Oscar knew exactly who was in trouble. And I was able to check with the nurses and find out, yep, Oscar was 100% right. And they were amazed <laughs> that I would knew that because they wouldn't give me any details, you know, for privacy. Uh, but Oscar knew who needed the help right now. Wow. I I want to know how this how this program works with people around the country is is do I have that right? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. I do Zoom sessions. So I do uh, Zoom sessions with people all around the country who have animals at home and they feel like they're not quite understanding what their purpose is or their behavior is or what's going on. And so I will do animal communication. I'll actually ask the animal what's going on and the animal will often tell me. So this is a way that people can connect with me. You know, they can book a private consultation. And I also have a book, The Human Animal Connection. And we also have a podcast podcast, The Human-Animal Connection. So there's lots of ways to learn this information and do it yourself. But if you'd like to book a, a personal consultation, I think you'll give people my uh, contact information. They can get in touch. Uh, I love what you do. 
I really do. Thank you. And I Thank see you. the benefits of it. And I, I'm connected to some funeral homes. They do marketing. So I, 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 oh. I work with funeral homes. Uh, one in particular where we are in the New York area has uh-huh. a comfort canine. Yes. And I've seen, you know, when people are in a grief situation, what just this dog can do, just walking in yes. and just, and the dog really doesn't do much, just goes in and sits at their feet and just right. wait and just waits to give some love. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's just, um, it's it almost like angels and fur. Yeah, it's yes. like angels and fur. It is. It is. It's so beautiful because they really are asking nothing of us other than to be nice or be ourselves. But, you know, they're just ready to love. And, you know, some like you mentioned, the funeral home, those are people who don't necessarily want to talk and do the whole story. Sure. They just want to choose their. And a lot of this is about timing. So what's beautiful about that dog, I haven't even met him yet, but I know he's wonderful, is that he is patient. He doesn't say, hey, love me, love me, love me, you know, jump all over you and make you pay attention. He's like, I'm going to lay your feet. Yeah. When you're ready, you yeah. can pet me. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, that's and- it. Waiting for nothing. We're going to take a short break. We actually have a question. We're coming right back. Hang on. Celebrating Bubby's 70th birthday. Seven months after her birthday. Saying I don't to more postponements. And I do to each other. The life-changing vacation? Just a little later in life. And the taste of some home cooking that's been simmering for months. Sorry, I think this one's mine. Oh, my bad. For all the things that you've been looking forward to getting back to, we've got a plane for that. Visit JetBlue.com for everyday low fares. Parallels Desktop, the number one choice of Mac users to run Windows on Mac. Windows applications run effortlessly. Parallels Desktop is seamless and fast. Whether you need to run a Windows program, develop or test, game, or just looking for the ultimate flexibility without having to restart. You're completely covered with Parallels Desktop for Mac. Fast, powerful, and easy. Living comfortably in your home is easier than ever with a little help from Lowe's and AARP. We share a commitment to help people make their homes ready for all of life's changes. Take advantage of helpful videos, tips, and resources to guide you and your loved ones along the way. To learn more, visit Lowe's.com slash livable home. U.S. only. Hey, we're back and we're talking with uh, somebody who's helping so many people make the human animal connection. That's the name of the organization. They're a nonprofit that brings people and therapy animals together to help benefit them both. Jeannie is with us and she's the woman behind it all. We do have instant feedback. Instant feedback, Steve at gmail.com is how you can reach us. Ashley is in Clearwater, Florida. She says, I love your talk today. My dog has been trained as a support animal. Can he help your organization in any way? Absolutely, he can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, support animals often make great therapy animals. The difference between a support animal and a therapy animal is a support animal is trained to work with their person, a single person with you know whatever issues they're working to help. A therapy animal is trained to work with all kinds of strangers. So to go in and meet people for the first time, in some cases, like in our high school classroom, we have uh, several dogs in a room. So they have to be good at being with other dogs. But what she can do is look into her area and see if there's a therapy dog training in her area, or she can contact us and we can tell her more about how to go to that next step. And we really want to encourage people to become what we call 
therapy dog handling teams. That's a person and, and the animal who shares their life. It's it's so rewarding. It's so beautiful. I love that. And it's you, you I see and feel the joy in you in helping people with your organization. Um, it's gotta be so rewarding for you. It is. It's just like, you know, every day is so sweet. The other day we mm. were working with a group of young kids. We normally work with teens, you know, but we work with these young kids and it was just this pure outpouring of just joy. And there were a couple of kids that were scared of dogs, but our dogs are so gentle and so calm. They don't approach you. They wait for you to come to them and they just work at your pace and they sense who's a little afraid and they, you know, they'll, they won't um, approach or move into your space. They'll let you come to them. How do we connect with you and the Human Animal Connection? So we have a website, which is thehumananimalconnection.org. You have to put the the in, otherwise it takes you to some strange place. And mm -hmm. they can uh, contact me. They can sign up for a free newsletter, which has all kinds of great stories and pictures and fun stuff about working with the teens. And it's just really a heartwarming place to be. So thehumananimalconnection.org. And the book is available at Amazon which is the Human Animal Connection book. And our podcast is on Pet Life Radio. So we just have the first one up, but we've got all these uh, episodes coming your way. And before we end today, I do want to throw in there that anybody can make a donation to help because it is a nonprofit, right? Oh, thank you for saying that. Sure. I, <laughs> I always forget to ask. <laughs> you know what? You got to ask. You got to ask. <laughs> yeah. And everything is tax deductible. You can find yeah. the link to make a donation on the website. It's super simple. And just think about the work that's being done here and how it's supporting so many people. What's the number? How many thousands of people has, has it been presented to? Over 4,000. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody has any, we are looking for a sanctuary where we can practice our unique healing methods with all animals. So if anybody has any land oh, okay. know, and horses and dogs and pigs and cats and cows and llamas and things like that, you know, we would love to have that. That's you, our dream. You've also three received years. the President's Volunteer Service Award. Do I have that we right? We did. We wow. got that exactly right. And we've also gotten commendations from generals and national award from the American Psychological Association. So yeah, mm. it's it's good to be recognized. You you are helping you're helping people one paw at a time. Uh -huh. <laughs> you really are. You really are. Uh, Jeannie, great having yeah. you on today. Thank you for all the, the insights and thank you for doing what you do. And uh, let's connect more people with animals because uh, they are, it's love. Like you said, angels and fur, which I love. Angels and fur. Yeah. yeah. Thank right. you, Steve. It's been really fun to be with you. Same. And I look forward next time we get a chance to talk. Yeah. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country, but unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States, including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, 
visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. <laughs> 